Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. I'm Tyler, and as always, my co-host, Nick. Ryan's here, but he's translucent. (laughs) (laughs) Although we could see right through you, we hardly knew you. I I think we would still be able to hear Yeah, translucent doesn't even mean invisible. Yeah, it doesn't really, yeah. I don't know. Blind spot. That's a tough name for a superhero. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was great too. Yeah, that poor guy. I was just like, damn, Homelander is really going off the deep end. But uh, if you guys don't know, we are doing The Boys, and it's just going to be Nick and I right now. Ryan is busy doing dad stuff. Uh, And of course, Ryan's not our movie guy so he's just like I haven't seen the boys since the first two episodes when we last did about yeah. TV or movies anyway so why do we even bother <laughs> uh, so before we you know dive too into the boys and we're just going to be doing the first two episodes but we might we might retouch the other episodes later on down the road we'll see what's going on um, but let's start off with movie news uh, the big one which of course happened about 20 minutes maybe an hour after we were done recording last week was yeah, Chadwick Boseman Chad yeah Chadwick Boseman yeah, 43 years old colon cancer which I didn't know anything about did you know about it Tyler no I didn't know Apparently, like, he kept it really secret. Nobody knew about it, just family members. And I think he got married, like, a couple months. uh, Oh, it's shocking. It it must have, you know, of course, his wife probably knew, and it was, Mm -hmm. like, going to be a short-term marriage anyways. But, yeah, and the media, or not the media, but social media, people on the internet. This is why social media is the worst. Yeah, they're picking on him for the weight loss, and you didn't know what was going on about that. And this is why you just keep your mouth shut, you know? Yeah, you don't have to talk about yeah exactly and obviously because it turned out to be you know stage four uh colon cancer he's just a great person let alone a great actor yeah and we're missing out on just many many chadwick boseman performances that we wish we could have but we won't get and hopefully we get a charity out of this we get some some, something positive out of something so negative do you think they're going to replace uh him as black panther do you think they're going to kill off the character and do maybe a new black Panther, or you know have someone else take up so i wanted to ask you this question because i think it's relevant it depends how much you care about the black panther character both me and you were a little bit down on that movie compared to a lot of warm our favorite term yeah i do like it and it was so different than some of the other marvel stuff so that much i very much appreciated my thought on this was that to respect the character and especially respect uh, respect the actor he was such a great sort of um ambassador to sort of marvel and to the black community and to what he stood for as leading a superhero movie um, with the character Black Panther. I'm not sure I would have thought that would have worked 10 years ago, but it definitely worked. With Wesley Snipes. And, yeah, billion <laughs> dollars. Like, it definitely worked. So, and credit to him and credit to Michael B. Jordan. My thought here is that you should give it to Shuri or you should just not recast it. You know, yeah. I, I don't think it's smart to recast that. Somebody else can don the suit, uh, but it maybe isn't a great idea to do it right away. Yeah. So, I was wondering why we weren't getting more news on Black Panther 2 with Ryan Coogler. Coogler said he was coming back to direct it. They had a story but I think it was on hold partly because of yeah. the Chadwick Boseman. Disney stuff. must have, Marvel yeah. Knew. yeah, they yeah knew, Disney sure. must have known that that was going on. So I'm sure they already have something worked out. But if, yeah, I think if they do recast it, who would you want to see? Oh man, we'll play Wesley Snipes. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think it should be Shuri, but I yeah. don't think uh, I'm not sure I could pick. Like you know, I thought Michael B. Yeah. Jordan coming back would be an interesting thing, but honestly, I just don't think they should do it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like, do you pick a, an existing cast member, you know, already yeah, from that I think universe, that's a smart or do you introduce a new character, kind of take over that mantle? Um, I think you have to kill him off in a, in a in a way that pays homage to yeah, him. Yeah, because he's supposed way. to be the new the new baddie in the. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. I'm not sure I remember who it was rumored to be, but there's so many villains. I mean, they'll be fine. Uh, I just think that, like, that movie had such a big impact, made so much money, and so many people were looking forward to the next one. Uh, you got to take your time and do it correctly. And in my eyes, if you're asking me, I think the right way to do it, hand the reins over to Shuri, um, write him off in a way that pays homage to him, and then carry on the rest of the, you know, carry on the rest of the Black Panther legacy that way. Eventually, somebody else can don the suit. 
but at the at the moment, I don't think it's super smart to put somebody else in there. Okay. Of course, in other movie news, everyone has COVID. So the Everybody Rock, has yeah, COVID, yeah. The Rock's Everybody, entire family, yeah, you know. <laughs> so that's. Can you smell <laughs> what the Rock? No, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, they're all so, recovering. So again, like treatment of COVID is getting better. So maybe it's not as shocking when somebody yeah. tests positive. But for the Rock to have his whole family have it, it is kind of shocking news. I don't know what that puts on hold. The bigger news is Pattinson getting it because Pattinson and the Batman literally puts the movie on hold again. It right. had already stopped once. They had gone all indoors. Now indoors, where the virus spreads, is when he gets it. How many other folks have it? We know about Pattinson, but maybe Colin Farrell's you know, the whole entire cast. Yeah, yeah, the whole know. entire cast. So everybody's on hold in quarantine, waiting to get tested. Again, we, the one the weird thing about COVID that we still don't know with uh, Tenant coming out with the great new mutants. Give me the new mutants <laughs> coming out. Like we all have to be somewhat concerned still that we don't know the downflow impact. You may be able to recover from it right away, but we don't know what happens a year from now or two years from now once you had it yeah. and when it went through your the body. The long-term effects. We just don't it, know yeah. about any of that stuff. So I think this is interesting and I don't know what it means for the Batman. Most likely it means more delays. I mean, they already stopped uh, film production or they moved it to indoors, didn't they? That Second was time. Yeah, this yeah. is now. They stopped it to move it in. They stopped it at the beginning of the quarantine. Then they went back and started doing practical stuff inside, uh, building more sets inside. There. Then they said they were going to do the rest of the movie inside. Now they're stopping it because the patent's in positive. So that's three pretty decent delays on the Batman and I don't know how that impacts like how the movie looks or sounds or what sort of like script adjustments they have to make yeah. for that but it doesn't sound good man so yeah. I don't know Hollywood has to sort of want football we want to go back in the movie theater but I don't think we're quite there yet sports so this no, is sort you. of a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great in the bubble man <laughs> uh, but yeah that's a tough one for me I, I'm, I'm concerned about Pattinson and I'm concerned about that production and I wonder how it impacts other things in Hollywood so yeah and of course you know is that all the movie needs we have well or I thought there was that... a new Bond trailer and I thought you know again the movies that were closer to wrapped and are mostly pre-production so movies like Bond and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. yeah I, I know what you're going to say like all these trailers give you more and more that maybe you want to just see when you watch the movie the first time but you do want to keep the intrigue and, and you want to build the suspense to the movie build up to the movie actually coming out in the theater so I didn't see a ton of tenant trailers but the Bond trailer just keeps giving you more and more the flip side of that, though, is I like what I'm seeing. It yeah. looks fun to me. It kind of looks like Roger Moore Bond. It's clearly, pro- I mean, at least it seems, appears to be his last movie. I like it from Captain Marvel, uh, but she looks great. Um, all the bit players are there. You get to see Christoph Waltz. You get to see Rami Malek. And you get to see the Austin Martin with the machine guns coming out of the headlights. There's a lot of cool stuff in that trailer. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm ready to go back in the movie theater. I'm just not so sure I should. But it doesn't have a Korean guy pretending to be a white guy. No. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. <laughs> We're making progress, but it's a long journey. <laughs> Good job, Hollywood. <laughs> but I do That's... urge people to go watch that trailer. That last trailer for Bond, I think it's November 30th is when it's supposed to open. Very much looking forward yeah. to that. That's the one thing it's missing. You either give me that or don't even give me a you Bond it, movie. You think yeah. it's his last one? I He's been saying that for a little while, that he's just, or at least that he hasn't been wanting to do it Dollar at all. Bills, yeah. yeah but... I mean, you write a big enough paycheck, he'll come. I think he's done. Yeah. To me, he has, the, he has the look in his eye of someone who's done. I was going to say, you really like Daniel Craig as Bond, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he falls on the list for me, but I would say that like he's probably moved up into the top three-ish, four-ish. I really like Pierce Brosnan. Of course, I like Sean Connery, and I really like Roger Moore. Um, so I, it's, it's hard for me to really judge, but I thought there was a hard pivot here between kind of like Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, he's young Bond, and then you get into Skyfall, where he starts to transition into old Bond, and Spectre, which was kind of mediocre. This looks like an even further step. He's either retired in the beginning, at least that's what it appears to be. He's kind of very 
old Bond. So that's five movies where he goes from young to old awfully quickly. Did you? Are you satisfied with that arc? Do you think that's sort of weird? Or yeah, I guess so. I mean, because I haven't caught all of the uh, all I've, all the Bond movies I've caught are the Pierce Brosnan ones, and I like know? all those. And I can't few, help it. Those are fun, man. Yeah, and a, <laughs> they get few, worse as they go along, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> the invisible the, uh, car that had problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The white man pretending to be or was yeah. it Asian man pretending Asian to be man a white man? man. Yeah, 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 that happens, that's, well, that's not the only time that happened. Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. It happens all the time. <laughs> oh, how far we've come. And yeah, I was just like, man, not far enough. Man, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think, listen, I think it's time for him to set the reins off to somebody else. And um, I think this would be a good send off. Unfortunately, Spectre was crappy. I know you didn't get to see that one yeah. yet. Skyfall is a beautiful movie. There's problems in that movie, but it's so gorgeous. Um, Spectre, it looks great, but the plot is just wackadoodle. Uh-huh. And Christoph Waltz, just the Blowfield character, should have been better. It was a waste. So I hope they kind of reset, clean it up a little bit, and you want a good send-off. And this looks to be a proper send-off. Yeah. Do you think they'll kill him? I have the sneaky suspicion they yeah, will. Yeah, watching the trailer, I'm just that like vibe it feels now. like yeah, feels like they're going to kill him. It might like, be yeah. somewhat ambiguous, like the ba- the Dark Knight Rises. Uh-huh. It could be something to that end, but I'm not dissatisfied if that's the right. way they go. Would you prefer they go ambiguous, or do you prefer they say no, he is dead? You know, I Daniel Craig might be like, yeah. I want him dead for it's sure. A good, but it's a good question, and, and it has to do everything with the story and the arc and the way the movie lays out, right? So to me, I can't really judge it till I see it. Logan sort of worked for me, even though I left the theater sort of like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. Um, um, Dark Knight Rises, the amb- ambiguity was okay. Yeah. Um, and it's I, everything leading yeah, up to it's that. It's everything is, leading yeah, up. That's, so that's so here's what I would answer. Like, Dark Knight Rises is a good example because I didn't like how they ended it with the ambiguity, but I like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh, yeah. lifting yeah. up. So if you're handing it off to somebody, uh, I sort of like that better. It'll okay. make me feel better about it all. Okay. And of course, we'll, I think even last week we were talking about John yeah. Boyega. <laughs> yeah. He was I, rumored. Or it listen, was, it was I think he'd out be there. excellent. Now, the question there is, do you want to go that young for Bond? And I almost think, look, you went I think sort it's too of young. young, yeah. I don't know. You went sort of young for Casino Royale, and I kind of liked it. I would even go further backwards. That uh-huh. might be the way to go. Or where he's an intern at yeah, MI6, you know, get people listen, coffee. and <laughs> We all want Idris Elba. I think that would be excellent casting, but I just feel like he's A little too, too old, old now, now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I want at least four movies. Of course, they were right? talking more about that like about five or seven years ago, which made a little bit more sense, but now he's definitely, with the roles that Idris Elba's been doing, it's more on the older side compared to what this he is, did. This is the thing, too. Ago. When you have a Bond like Pierce Brosnan, there's, it's, it's never a clean break. Up. So Pierce Brosnan wanted one or two movies and they sort of cut him out and re- rebooted the franchise with Craig. Craig has wanted out for two movies now, yeah. possibly three. We don't totally know. It, you know, they, they have all this sort of storyboarding, but it's not clean until you can, you know, look, if this movie makes a billion dollars, uh, Barbara Broccoli is going to ask Daniel Craig to come back, probably. Yeah. So it depends on what happens there. So yeah. Bond could be the one that saves movie theaters. I don't think, uh, reading the reviews now, unfortunately, I've read some. I don't think Tenant's the one that's going to save the movie yeah. theaters. Because so. that's out now, at least uh, this past weekend. Like, it just came We're out. We're going to start to see the numbers. The New Mutants didn't... You know, I thought seven... <laughs> listen, I know what you're going to say. We'll talk about a recommendation. With $7 million, it's, it's not nothing. So that's people going to the movies. Good for the New Mutants. Wait, that was only... It was only $7 million? <laughs> $7 million. Wow. Yeah. Swimming yeah. in that right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I think Bill and Ted beat it on VOD, but that's, not, that's neither here nor there. But I do think Tenet, if Tenet does 25 or 30, okay, we're getting somewhere. But what you really need is for the $100 million opening again. What movie is going to do that? Is it Wonder Woman? Is it Bond? I'm not sure yet. I, I still think people yeah. are somewhat afraid. 
definitely Tenant because that came out and that's just coming out all over the place. And New Mutants, of course, we'll talk a little bit more, but it was just like there was nobody. In the also, I'm going to see it and I'm going to go. Tenant's going to be the one you couldn't you couldn't twist my arm on the New Mutants. Yeah, you, I know you tried. Good for you. I <laughs> you feel bad. Hand you, up in the air. Yeah. Come on, you had the boombox outside my window. <laughs> I just couldn't do it with you, Tyler. <laughs> but Tenant, even though I read some reviews, I, I am going to do that one. The thing there is, I'll warn everybody. It's just like Interstellar. Uh, Nolan loves to take on these giant big themes. I'm just not always sure he can execute them. Right. And Tenant is another one of these Interstellar Inception. Yeah, Inception the good, Interstellar kind of the bad. I don't know, man. This one, but from what I'm reading, I think it's it's going to be wonky. But I hope I'm wrong about that. Yeah. We'll see, because I feel like once you've seen one Nolan movie, you know, they all yeah, start they to, all kind of, start yeah, to they all start to blend yeah. in and yeah. It's his responsibility stuff. to do different stuff, and I'm not sure he's capable of it. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're just going to move on to what we're doing this week. So, of course, we're going to be doing The Boys, and only the first two episodes, and keep in mind, spoiler warning, uh, normally this is where we do Ryan's reaction, but I guess we'll do Nick's reaction for the first two episodes, even boys though you watch three. Boys are back in town, boys are... Listen, I'll tell, this is what I'll say. My, my initial reaction is The Deep is really growing as a character. The Deep is doing great, yeah. <laughs> he's got and a good arc, man. Listen to me. Hey. <laughs> I'm really sorry about all the things I did, you know? I don't totally get what was in that tea, but, you know, I thought it was, I thought it worked. It was, uh, it was a gate opener. What they call it? It was, it was a like gate, a gate yeah, opener. Yeah, it was basically like that, shrooms yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> heroin. Pure heroin. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we caught, I guess we can't really go into a numbers section on this, although it's, it's doing pretty well so far. I have far. some numbers, so Amazon very much pushed it. If you go on Amazon Prime or your Fire Stick or whatever, it's all over the That's place. That's their Stranger Things, you, pretty if much. If you go yeah. to order cereal, you're going to see the boys right being promoted so as far as i know it's doing really really well i know lots of people have already watched the first three episodes i think it dropped in chunks on the critic side it's got 97 percent on rotten tomatoes 91 percent audience so mm-hmm. and you can't argue with the numbers people are this it's probably and i asked you this question is it something that you were really looking forward to were you counting down to this release uh i wasn't counting down but i was definitely gonna binge it like that is something where it was for sure on my list like, i'm not i wouldn't say and i know we're gonna get into recommendations i won't talk about it again for the third week in a row but Lovecraft Country, even though I love watching it, I can't take my eyes off of it. It's not my favorite show. So this it fills that niche very well for yeah. me. This is There's a hole in my soul, and The Boys every Friday is now going to fill it's it. Gonna, yeah. I've got something to look forward to for the weekend, and I think it's The Boys, not Lovecraft Country. It's probably the belt holder until we get through the eight episodes or nine episodes, whatever Yeah, it's however long it's going to be. So I think, what was it, last last season it was eight episodes yeah, eight episodes there, last so. season I'm hoping it's a little bit more I yeah, think I it should be too. about tenish. Yeah, right? tenish feels right I mean I, I like the tight eight but I would definitely take a good solid ten or even twelve episodes at least with this universe and so uh, we're just going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsor and then we'll get back to the boys Butcher what happened my wife she's alive Vought's holding a gap of somewhere and right now we're in a little bit of trouble. Are you fucking with us? Listen, this is a fucking mess. We're the most wanted lads in the country. We got soup terrorists. And we got no superheroes. Hi, I'm Stormfront. Who? I'm the new girl. Wonderful. Oh, God! So what's your big plan? We'll take them for There we go. And I get my wife back. We're in. Of course we're in. We blow it up in the air. More super terrorists will come. For all we 
know these maniacs could be waiting for their chance to kill us all. Who the fuck are you? I'm just trying to help. Really? How? We are in a war, but we can fight back with an army of supermen, millions strong. Now, don't be a pussy. Laser my fucking tits. One, two, three, hit it! She's got a whole army of soups. We cost them. We need more soup! Shit. Alright, what do we do? We can't just kill everyone. That's exactly what we're gonna do. Cool. Totally. One, two, three, hit it! We just need to keep our shit together. A little bit longer. Okay, you guys go ahead. You guys go ahead. I'm good. All right, hands in the air, like you just don't care. <laughs> Kill. So as always, spoiler warning, at least for the first two episodes that we're going to go into, um, this is great. You know, it's violent, it's bloody, you know, it's right up my alley as far as, you know, in that department goes. But... All in all, I really like what they're doing like with the storyline. They're starting to venture off a little bit from the comics. I've only read the first volume. Yeah, that was my first question to you, is how different is this from the comics? Yeah, how so, far are they going? And uh, I've only read the first volume, but as far as the comics go, like more people know about Compound V. It's not like a huge major conspiracy as it is like in the first season. But And even where like the characters of the boys, they've taken Compound V, so that way they can go toe-to-toe against yeah, the superheroes. Yeah, you guys have mentioned that, fight. and I am looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking I'm forward to that part, for that too. one to happen. Yeah, so. and so... It's it's great. There's there's a lot of like you know what the fuck moments. Of course, yeah. like during this, you've got you know the head explosion of the CIA, the CIA deputy yeah, director Jennifer Esposito. Yeah, right? that unbelievable. And of course, when I saw the head explosion, I'm just like every time a scene was happening, I'm like, okay, whose head is going to explode now? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was very. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers scanners, but it was very scanners, yeah, it was scanners. Like, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I didn't. I, it was so the the editing on the boys is genius, right? Because you see the blood come out of her nose. It's a quick like half beat, yeah, and then an explosion. So you don't even have time to process process before the gore comes and I know this is up your alley because you like Brightburn and some of these other weird sort of horror whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Don't, I, don't, I don't know about <laughs> well, like you know, Brightburn you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but there are these sort of like very thick layered plot points cliffhangers etc layered with interesting but short gruesome sort of horror moments yeah. and I think The Boys is probably the best I've seen blending it together yeah and certainly of course, in a series form and you're getting you're getting to see a lot more of these characters like just other sides of them too of course Homelander is going Going further off the deep end, like he's yeah. becoming more violent and everything. Yeah. And you can't take your eyes off that. Guy. I can't believe he fucked up Blind Spot, man. That no. was so mean. Like, I felt so bad. Just to, don't let a cripple into the boys or into the seven. Yeah, we can't do it. It was devastating. It was kind of heartbreaking, actually. Yeah, it's a good it, emotional moment. Yeah, and you know what's crazy with Blind Spot? Although just like, his name is Blind Spot. Yeah, his name is Blind Spot. Yeah, he could have done a better name, but Daredevil's already taken. It's kind so. of on him, you know. <laughs> so of course, like you, you kind of feel for Blind Spot because just like he obviously looked up to Homelander and then he 
just, you know, cripples him even more, you know? And, and it's also a growing moment for the Ashley character that takes over for the Madeline character. Yeah. So that is an important scene. Homelander's arc is probably the most interesting through and through, so I don't know how it's going to work. That I breast milk, man. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's gross, man. Just gross. <laughs> even when he drinks the regular milk, yeah, it's just Yeah, it's just gross, like, man. dude, like, get a <laughs> Some, glass. I'm like, not right <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> but I'm wondering, like, so as, as things go on, Stormfront and how other people, like, you root for other heroes, but their level of power isn't quite what Homelander's is. Yeah. And that's basically what the power is. But there is an arc here that's interesting to me, which is Homelander jockeying for power right. with Vought Incorporated or Vought International or whatever. And he sort of, in the beginning, you think, well, he's just going to take the shit over. Yeah. But he, he sort gets of put gets in his place. Yeah, yeah. He gets put in his place. And I sort of like that dynamic. It's interesting. And I think that's smart by the writers. Yeah. I, I don't know how much of the comic is that. Is that something that's. Uh, not so much in that part. It's definitely more political in this as far as them, you know, playing the, you know, playing the media game it's and keeping really the public done on their side. It's really done in an interesting way, and, too. Writing and editing wise, like, they don't give you a lot of the answers. They give you just a little bit here and there, breadcrumbs along the way. And I like Giancarlo Esposito, Gus from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. He's really, like, confident. He's not. Oh, he's he, great. Yeah, he's yeah. not Madeline. It doesn't seem fake. He seems like he's almost a superhero himself, or he has some weird confidence that we don't understand exactly why. Right. So yeah. I, I'm interested to find out what that is. Especially with that scene when, you know, Homeland is confronting him. It's just kind of like, does he have some sort of, like, mind power yeah. that, you know, is he also... You you're know, just another asset. You can be replaced, too. Yeah. I mean, you're saying that to Homelander. Good for you. Yeah. And, so, and that's the thing. Like, even in the comics, like, Homelander is, like, kind of, uh, I guess, a part of, like, all this stuff. Although there's, like, kind of a big twist in it. Um, but, like, Homelander, he's just been injected with so much Compound V. And that's why he's, like, the strongest. Yeah. And for long periods of time, they, con- they inject him with it. But I like how at least Compound V was like a conspiracy and now it's a little bit more out and now everybody knows that they may, you know, for the most part that they can make superheroes, at least the government now knows, the, you know. The, the biggest question with Homelander and I'm, listen, it's not the Watchmen for me. The Watchmen to me is drop the microphone. You did one great season. Here, there's so many unanswered questions. I can see why it could go on and on yeah. for season after season and I like that. Now, the the real uh, caveat to that would be Homelander's power, right? So if Homelander has too much power, you're sort of writing yourself into a box, right? But if you limit him and distract him with subplots like his kid yeah. and Bill Butcher's wife. Like, that's what matters. And I think if they do that well, I hope they continue to do that well, you can distract Homelander enough to continue on yeah. for a while. And so. it's crazy because Homelander has all these, you know, he's Superman, he has all these crazy powers, but when Gus Fring is telling him off, it's like he wants to laser his face, but yeah, he, he can't. And he it's can't. like, damn, man. But why? Do we don't know why. Movie. And I think that's an interesting question. That's a breadcrumb you lay yeah. out. And, and we don't have to answer it right And away. it's great, at least with these first two episodes, it definitely sets up that Vought is huge. Like, yeah. it's huge they're powerful like they're more powerful than the soups that they create and I'm gonna push back just a tiny bit on the Vought sort of like who knows about uh, Compound V Compound V right because I thought it was a little bit sloppy in how they roll that out and how like the PR is supposed to like cover for Vought so now people are gonna learn that the the chemical compound is what creates superheroes and how is the company gonna rebound from that it seems odd I'm not sure how that's gonna go I think right now from the second episode they kind of talk as far as you know the government knows but not the public knows that that's what's but I mean, obviously, there's, we're leading up to that. Yeah, we so are going to be gonna leading up to that. You know, it's yeah. an interesting question. It's going to be more available for other people. Another thing I really liked about these first two episodes, at least with this season, it shows your lower level superheroes. You know, your B, yep. your, you know, the people who take Compound V and who don't end up like Queen Maeve or Homelander or Stormfront, you know, like Gecko, where it's like, holy shit, this guy's it's so gross. Yeah, so dude. So gross, man. And like, he's just getting his arm chopped off. Extra he's getting thousand, his dick chopped off. You cut my penis. Yeah, you time. cut my dick off. Where's the ATM? <laughs> it's like, dude. Like, and it's crazy because even his job is Vought. Do I get to keep it? Just put 
the freezer, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy because his job is Vought is literally he's a lab rat. Yeah. Like he's the definition of being a lab rat. It's like gross. they use his eyes and everything, yeah. and it's it's obvious he feels pain, but he's yeah. just he does it, and so it's it's insane that you see these lower level characters. It's like they don't all end up you know on the A listers. You have a lot of B listers or C listers because the compound V will just do whatever it, it does to give you powers. But. So season one, I wasn't completely sold right away. It took me a few episodes to really buy what they were doing, subverting this genre and the way they were doing it. But season two, I'm sort of like very impressed that they extend the ensemble out as they do. You like the Seth Rogen thing? Yeah, Yeah. I like the Seth Rogen thing. I like Blindspot showing up, and what I like about expanding the ensemble cast is that everybody they cast is very good, but also no one is safe. Somebody could die, like Stormfront could die. Maybe not Homelander or Huey or something, but almost everybody else, like it wouldn't shock me if their head exploded in an episode, and that tension makes for good TV. I like a good head explosion. Yeah, yeah. it does good. I, I could see, like, you know, there's a lot of characters they introduce, and sure, you expect most of them to die, but I even think, like, on main characters, we're going to get to a point where some of them are going to start dying. Yeah. And it's, they're start they're laying the groundwork to build big emotional moments. Now, uh, it's it feels like, of course, that a lot of these heroes are going to start, tra- you know, turning against Homelander because you've got that Queen Maeve where, you know, she's secretly a lesbian. And I like her character, and by I the like way. It. I like her a lot. I like now. how she opens up to her ex about what happened to the last person who showed interest in her. Dominique that- McElliot or something like that. She's got an interesting face, and I like her in the costume. She's like a deconstruction of Wonder Woman. Yeah, exactly. In the yeah. best way. You know, and I really, I hope they continue on with that, and I want them to fight. Yeah, uh, the Maeve versus Homelander fight. You know, Maeve will probably lose, but it sounds like it'd be just great TV. Yeah, so. and so, and even that, it's just, it's crazy. With like, even when she's talking to her ex about just this guy whose torso ended up on the other side of the floor, it was so and gross. just, yeah, it's like they report on it, but they always ignore that. Okay, who could have done this? It's probably Homelander is the only yeah, one who. He's the only this. one. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him do things, and like she can't even bring it up. And and I like that she's now the sort of I'm a superhero, and I can't tell you anything. Thing, the secret identity culture of they're deconstructing even that. So her telling her girlfriend now is te- is putting her girlfriend at jeopardy, yeah. and that makes for interesting tension too. So every time Huey calls uh, Starlight, yeah, Starlight, Star- yeah, Star- yeah, Star- yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 you're you're increasing the level of danger. So and then every time Homelander shows up, it gets more tense, and I think that's great TV also. So yeah, I think also because the- you never know, like because the whole thing of how he threatened the new PR lady and the whole thing of just you know completely Shocking. crippling blind spot yeah. is just like, what's he gonna do next? You don't yeah. know what's going to set him off edge or what you know what I mean like who's he going to kill next and he, even just that opening scene of the first episode with uh, Black Noir where he just wrecks the I love that yeah. scene I thought it was like Snake Eyes like this is what the Snake Eyes movie should be and then what it is it's got that serious tone to it he does all those cool moves and then he dances with the stuffed animal oh yeah and that's like that's the boys <laughs> to me like that right there in a nutshell that defines that it's show. like not only did you kill everybody but you he's just holding had, the head you while had, he's dancing you had to mentally <laughs> scar this young kid yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't disturbing. enough to kill everybody you got to take it a step further. And you even and get like a little Easter egg or something. Again, I haven't read the comics where like he gets his face really burnt out. Yeah. And like, I don't, does he, he does he have healing power or what's up with uh, that? It's different. Bla- I can go into it if you want okay. with Black Noir, but it's it's a major spoiler for the comic okay, line. Okay, I'll, I'll let it yeah. lie. Yeah, so yeah, it's a major it. spoiler for the comic line and I don't, I don't think they're going to go that route with the TV series, but in case they do, I don't want to reveal it. Uh, gotcha. But the comics is good. Even with like the first volume, like it's still just as bloody and just as graphic, but I, I really like what Amazon 
influences on, you know, what they're doing with this show because they're kind of doing their own creative spin on it. And I like how, especially because, like, Chadwick Boseman just died and then you had Translucent die. Yeah. And they're just trying to do this whole spin on what they're yeah. going to do with the universe it's and everything. It's almost disturbing, really, the way yeah, that it's, sort of plays out. I know it's not designed that way in real time. Yeah, but, it was... But it's just another way of deconstruction Completely of coincidental, everything. but yeah. still, yeah. yeah. I even just watching, I'm yeah. just like, oh, that's a little interesting that, you know, that they already Let me ask you this route. question because I, I, I was somewhat impressed and I don't know if it has anything to do with the comic book um, with the sort of like Homelander wants to be in charge of the Seven. He wants to introduce characters and then Stormfront shows up. And I think that the interesting thing there is that she, it's obviously Gus from Breaking Bad that picks yeah. her or whatever happens there. She immediately sort of takes the image side where like Home, Homelander is so concerned about the image of everything. Right. He does the funeral. All that is makeup. Are they really. playing him? Right. Yeah. Are they playing him? But she comes out and sort of deconstructs that right away. So now you have two competing sides of people in the Seven breaking like on opposite ends of everything. Yeah. Like I have this squeaky clean image and I don't give a shit about your squeaky clean image. I'm going to do it my way. I'm wondering like how that's going to play yeah. out. Do you think Ayakash um, is going to do is going to be there long term or how does that work in the comics or what should we expect? Um, of course, like I definitely like how they the, you can tell like it's bigger than just the seven. Yeah, and that's course, what it yeah. is. Like with, and, at least yeah, with, it, uh, with season one, I didn't get that as much. Like it's not as big as just the seven. Then, of course, you had some B-listers. But in the comics, it's just like you have a bunch of just like superheroes out there and, yeah, and so Stan like is very clear that it's bigger than just this yeah. group here this is I, I don't know what their world domination plan is but it's bigger than the yeah. fucking guys that and sit on with, with Stormfront whatever, you know everything 490 or whatever yeah, it is everything but that Vought is doing or even with Stormfront everything kind of feels like a show even with her whole I guess would you call her progressive I guess in the terms of the sh- not like she's sort of like image deconstructive in, yeah, she, in the, she in that, yeah. doesn't care about the rules yeah you know? so, so she's the rebel of the group it's, it's definitely where and it's interesting because and she seems comics. awfully powerful. Yeah, she does. She is. She yeah. is really She's powerful. Legit. And of course, in the comics, Stormfront is played by a guy, which I'm fine with the gender, uh, you know, reverse. She's great. This, um, this actress kills it. I which love is, her haircut. Stormfront is, <laughs> I think from what I remember in the comics, uh, she is like, she's one of the, or he's one of the first superheroes along with like Homelander, but he's from like a different like Nazi experiment. So he's from like World War II which experiments. Which I thought, and so, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, I thought they sort of uh, hinted at that on the TV show. Uh, they might have. I know be, I know this season or these past two episodes with uh, Gus Fring when he's breaking it down as far uh-huh. as who Vought was that he worked for the Nazis and he did yeah, human I think at least that was the Nazis. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it does have those Nazi background and that's like kind of the sort of this backstory with Stormfront I think is where he is from like that's where he generally gets his power that's where he gets tested on what Kimiko yeah, yeah Kimiko I forget what her uh, her character name is in the boys but uh, so we have Kimiko and then her brother too and where you have other countries experimenting you know trying to get their own superhero trying to get their own version to go against you know Homelander or whoever and so it's it's doing a good job right now as far as building it and it was hard for me not to want to keep on watching but of course they what they released three episodes this Friday and they're just going to do I think episode to episode afterwards three episodes drop and you know how I feel about this leave the audience wanting more I think this is smart I don't know if they're going to do the three episode drop and then one episode every Friday or three episodes and then a couple episodes every Friday yeah. so however they do it it's smart because you're going to own the zeitgeist for a couple like a month two months this is a signature show on Amazon for sure yeah. so good for them for rolling it out in a way that le- you know leads to anticipation there's a lot lot of really crappy B movies on Amazon. Did you, <laughs> did you care about the deep and the Scientology thing? Was uh, that, actually, that yeah, I, I like the deep. Like even <laughs> it was last weird, season, right? like, even he, look credit to that actor, right? You guys, it's not, it's not easy to pull off, man. Yeah, so he's got good eyes. That guy, that guy, it works out for him. And we just watched the Vow too, so it's yeah, just like, exactly. oh man, like uh, <laughs> I watched the Scientology documentary not that long ago. We're watching the Vow on HBO. Chase Crawford is the guy who plays the deep. I mean, good for him, man. That's fucking I, weird. You know, I. <laughs> 
I like, I like what they did with last season where he just kind of had like he didn't have like a full arc but he was definitely breaking apart you know as far as well, like, I was wondering how you could move and, forward with him because you kick him out of the seven and he's got all that uh, the Me Too movement is going on there's a lot of stuff and he killed that dolphin on. accidentally yeah and he killed the dolphin <laughs> and, and, I, and I watched all three episodes so I'm not gonna spoil them but I'm telling you it's so it's rough oh the dolphin makes a comeback <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a rough, poor yeah. deep man I, oh, I kind of feel bad for and him <laughs> I, I like as far as like they show uh, it's not long shot I forget his name and even he forgot eagle something or whatever right the good bow and arrow Okay, yeah. yeah, and you kind of see where like Vought is strictly just we have to make it like the comic books, even with our crime fighting or even a PR with our comic book fighting or with our fighting in here, because he even talks about like why would you send a guy with arrows against people with you know M9s yeah. or you know with, yeah. with actual assault rifles because he ran out of arrows, you know? It's crazy, <laughs> and I actually think the way he tells that story, like I wasn't sure about that character and that outfit and stuff until he tells that story. It's not long; it's like a minute yeah. or two, and he basically says, "I was ki- I was crushing it, and then I ran out of arrows." <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, no shit. That's what happens. Story of our life, right? Yeah, like, I was crushing it, and then I ran out of arrows. And, and I a like, bunch of people died after yeah, I was out of arrows. I, I like how his therapist, or not even a therapist, because therapy's bad, where she's just like, eh, 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 no, yeah, don't bring yeah, that part yeah, up. You know, yeah. it's just like obvious brainwashing. But I like, you know, how he goes on his acid trip or his shroom trip. And that was his, so weird. And his gills start talking to him, you are so beautiful, beautiful to me. me. And I was wondering, like, how long that was going to go on for. It just kept on going. And actually, when, it, when, he, when he drinks the tea, with the drugs in it like I, I didn't know are we doing like Fear and Loathing are we going to do a cartoon segment yeah. here what's what's going on yeah. here and to do it that way was so weird like he's so and uncomfortable with his own body you're tackling a real theme there in a show that's about yeah. heads exploding and, you basically. know it is a real thing and I like how it builds on from last season because when he does hook up with the girl she just like penetrates his gills and shit oh, it's and it's just like yeah. And yeah. the whole time during... And that's payoff. Yeah. You, you lay something down and then you pay it off. So far, this show is crushing. Yeah, that. and I like it as far as, like, you know, you have your Aquaman and stuff like that, and he can breathe underwater. But with him, it's like, well, if he's going to breathe underwater, he needs gills. Mm-hmm. And I like that they give him gills, and I like they kind of make it where it's, you know, it's physically scarring to him, or he's very he has very deep insecurities about it. Yeah. And, and he, he sells it. Um, like, you know, I haven't seen a lot of actors do that. And again, in a show about superheroes, that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. impressive. So It's crazy. I definitely like it. I definitely like the, you know, him talking to his gills and you know even though he was terrible for what he did to Starlight it's just like he's moving he's moving forward and it's weird you're, you're kind of and she's not going to forgive deep. him and rightfully yeah. so and I think like that's important That's that makes it more real in that yeah, way yeah so. I think I think the deep you know I don't know how the season's going to go yet but is he going to survive the season I don't know if he is but I think he's I don't know because you have that whole church shit going on with yeah. you know within there so you don't know what the ulterior motives are with that but it feels like the Deep, Maeve, and maybe even some of the other heroes might be teaming up against Homelander. Let me ask you another question, because this was the one character I was somewhat disappointed with with the first couple episodes, A-Train. The Jesse Usher arc, to me, felt weird. Um, he's in a coma, and, you know, a few things happen. He finally wakes up. I just don't know what that character is doing and why it's important yet. Yeah. But so far, the Jesse Usher character, I'm not into it so Yeah, because, of course, I think his main, at least from last season, like, his main thing... Well, of course, Huey won. And revenge he wants more on compound V also, right? He requires more than most of the superheroes. Uh, he was ta- he was taking a bunch, so it was kind of like a ster- it was like steroids, pretty much. And so where he was just taking a shit ton, and of course, like it has like longer lasting effects if you do too much of it. I think, um, but if you had to pick one of the major seven or the remaining seven anyway, that Homelander is going to kill. What's what's the one? I'm saying A Train. <laughs> I feel like I he's know. the one who might go. Maybe the Deep would be number two. Yeah, the Deep one of those guys ain't like, going to make it. Yeah, the Deep is kind of outcasted right now so I think he's not even on Homelander's radar yeah, where he's just yeah. he's, a, he's just the fish guy he's like, doing Scientology <laughs> he's finding yeah, himself <laughs> he's, he's just the fish guy that's who he thinks the deep is um, but with Homelander you know I think 
I don't think they're going to kill off Queen Maeve yet. At least, maybe not with this season. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they be, did. Yeah. I hope not. But I, I think I subconsciously and, don't want her to go, so she doesn't make my list. But yeah, that one would be right there. Yeah, also, and I so. think Black Noir. I mean, because we we know nothing about Black Noir. You yeah, know, I we, like it that we, way. Yeah, I, I, I like it that way too. I like it that way too. But as far who else is in the seven? Obviously, Starlight, Homelander, Maeve, A Train. Uh, the Deep got kicked out, so now Stormfront replaced. Um, who else? And Black Noir. You got six of the seven, right? One empty chair? Yeah, so one empty chair right at, now. Yeah. They're looking for another member to add. So, yeah. um, And that's an interesting dynamic, too. It's like, yeah. oh, I kicked out Batman, so now we got to replace him. Who's going to be in the Justice League? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird take. Again, another deconstruction. Not blind spot. Or Daredevil. Or... <laughs> yeah. The show is really good at like taking like what we think about comics and our expectations and immediately deconstructing yeah. them, literally blowing them up in our face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you like how uh, bad of a father Homelander is? Like, at first, you know, when he's talking to his son, uh, yeah. at, at first, I'm just like, oh, is he going to give him like a really good conversation about how he didn't know his parents and stuff like that? But then it just turns into we're gods. So it's, and the yeah, sign it's, is it's obviously credit, uncomfortable. It's credit, to Rogan, <laughs> it's credit to Eric Kipke or whatever, who yeah. uh, the co-creators here, because the interesting thing is we don't know what he's going to be like. There's a moment there where I'm like, oh, he is going to be good. This is interesting. Maybe this will change him a little yeah. bit or soften him up. And then, nope, that's Homelander. That's who he is. So I do like that they really squeeze us on those yeah. moments. And I think that's only going to get worse. Now, what I would like to see is the sun beat the shit out of the dead. Right. That would be cool. I don't know if we're going to get to that anytime soon but that's what I'd be hoping for. I mean, we, we know he has powers. They do a recast from season one of him to season two of The Sun. I don't know if it's the same actor or not. It's an interesting might, question. Uh, yeah. He looks different. He, he does, does look, look different. different. Yeah, yeah, he does look different. But they confirmed Looks a little him. bit like Homelander still. Yeah, yeah. Spitting, spitting image Yeah, just like Homelander. a goober Homelander with a bad haircut. Yeah, so I mean, like, obviously Homelander, like, and I like that they show that in season one, and of course, like, they might even show more of this season where he just had such a shit childhood, and that's why he just grew, he's so weird. Like, he's got all these weird sex things that he does, you know, he's oh, got that weird, gross, that weird yeah. mother complex, yeah. you know, because yeah. he was never held. You know, I mean, not that I'm not anything. into it, but it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 no the shame, thing. but, you know, what Homelander's doing, yeah. <laughs> get what you can get, man. No, but I, I'm saying, it's an interesting question. Like, I, the other side that I was slightly disappointed with was I was sort of hoping for an answer right away to Billy Butcher's wife and that sort of drama. Yeah. How close to that is the comic? Does the show come to it? And are you? is it weird that they're going to extend that out, too? Because we um, don't know what happened. As far as though. volume one, all we know is that Homelander raped his wife. But okay. and then and then uh, do we think that's what happened on the show? Because the show sort of pulls back on that. It does kind of pull back. It it's wouldn't. Weird. It I makes wouldn't a really mind weird dynamic. Yeah, right? I wouldn't mind if it was just she cheated on him. Like it wasn't like a rape. Yeah, no, I wouldn't mind either. But and, I feel like yeah. we deserve the answer. I don't want answers to everything, but I feel like we deserve the answer to that. Yeah, at least to that. So that might be towards the end of season two, or even like into season three. But um, with like the first season, or with the first volume of the boys, Butcher just mentions it like on the park on the park bench to Huey that you know Homelander raped his wife and that he had to kill like the baby that crawled out of her, and that's what. Killed uh, yeah. her. That's what killed his wife. That's what killed his wife. Yeah, baby because the baby out. was yeah. a baby. And I suit. sort of, yeah. I almost, I see. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I think that's an interesting storyline. I think that works the way you're describing yeah. it. But that's not what they do on the show. So now, by leaving the wife alive and having this other drama show up, my concern is that it changes the Billy Butcher character. Now, Butcher shows up at the end of episode one, and you get to see him a little more in episode two. But he's not changed really. No. You would think that what happened at the end of season one changes him, and maybe we just haven't got there yet. But we don't know the answers to what happened with his wife neither does Billy really uh, yeah. becomes a parent so what's happening here like where is this going and is it going to impact our favorite characters that would be my concern yeah I wouldn't so, know like honestly I, I wouldn't know how to write it I don't know where they're yeah. going I'd, I'd be fine if they went towards the she cheated on him it wasn't you know it wasn't the rape route I'd be fine with either way that they went although it does seem like it's going towards you know she just cheated on him yeah you know yeah. And or, that, or and she got raped and made a deal with Vought to yeah. keep it under the table or something like that I don't know I'm yeah. not sure what's better or what would 
make Billy more angry. Yeah. Either way, I think so. I think it's good as far as like with his character arc. Like if they just because that's his main inspiration or that's his motivation. It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. The Anyways, one-armed yeah, man, yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is the fugitive moment. Yeah. So it's like you know that's his whole motivation, and it's just like it, I think it'd be interesting as far as like this is from motivation towards you know hating soup so much, and now it's been taken away. Um, of course, we get to see more of Mallory, uh, General Mallory, which also they did another gender swap. I love uh, her, which is fine yeah. too. I yeah. like her character. I like her face. The interesting thing is, are you going to miss the Jennifer Esposito character? Are you going to miss Susan Rayner? Um, I liked her. I liked her too, but I like how she died. I do like. I how like she how she died. It, it'd be an like, impactful moment, but I'm also confused still on how Billy has these connections to the CIA or to yeah. these other generals and stuff. He seems like he has a lot of power, but he's walking around in a dirty trench coat all the time. I'm still confused on who he is yeah. and what his real, other than his wife, his motivations. Right. It, I'm concerned about how they're going to write that character. Yeah, it just seems like with, with Billy Butcher that like his his whole. I like Huey. I'm all in, and I yeah. like that they recapped uh, his girlfriend Robin dying again. Oh yeah. They didn't do it. They didn't go crazy on the recap, but just enough. They didn't overdo that. Um, but so I'm okay with him and the rest of the boys. But the Billy character, I'm still Carl Urban. He's selling it. I love his accent, but I'm not 100 percent in on him yet. I think I need a little bit more. Oh really? I need a few more answers for him. I'm I'm sold on Carl yeah. Urban. Yeah, I'm sold. Well, seems like your type of guy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right up my alley. So yeah, but we get to see more uh, General Mallory and. I don't know what they're going to do with her. Of course, like in the comics, they mention like the Ma- the Mallory General Mallory, the character who's normally a guy, and uh, just kind of what happened with them. Because in the beginning of season one, uh, they re- they recruited Starlight because they got rid of Lamplight. And of course, in the comic spoiler warning for the comics, Lamplighter is the one who kills General General Mallory's uh, kid grandkids. Oh, so he, right? he burns them okay. to like a crisp and everything. And wow. so um, and so it gets a little bit more crazy. I won't go any further than that because there's some other stuff that might happen as far as uh, with the season from the comics but they mention it a little bit in season one that their that their grandparents or her grandkids were basically burnt to an entire crisp I don't remember if they said it was Lamplighter but in the comics it's it's Lamplighter who does it and so basically the motivations for Billy and some of the generals and some of the people that are in charge of the CIA or possibly at the Pentagon or whatever they all are anti-superhero they just don't know how to beat them so having yeah. somebody on the other side working sort of in the, in the shadows helps them sort of get to their, their yeah their it's kind of like they're there and it's they can't really really use everything to beat all the superheroes, but they can at least come to some sort of truce and keep them in check. So, so. it would be relatively normal to, to assume that the generals or somehow they're going to get their hands on Compound V to combat the superheroes. Yeah. They're going to play both sides of the in, fence. In there. the comics, that is like uh, the CIA deputy director. That is mm-hmm. their link. That's, that's, that's the link their link to, to get the okay. Compound V. They hand them the Compound V so that way, which is incredibly expensive. I think it says like billions of dollars just to create like a little bit of it. And right. so, and of course you have all these different versions of it, like on the black it, market that they did. And I want to ask this question before before. I know we're only doing episode one and two, but is part of the charm of the show you knowing the comic books, seeing how they sort of stray from it and go on different paths? Or, you know, are you just watching it sort of totally open-minded? Like, I don't care if they don't follow or gender swap or do whatever. I'm watching it like open-minded because I've only read the first volume and I plan on reading the second volume after the second season's done just to kind of see what they di- you know, what they diverted off from there. But I definitely like what it's doing like for it because, you know, the, the whole reason why I like this too is because like if there were real life superheroes, which a, a lot of people have tried to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. they ground superheroes. That's what if superheroes were in life. This is probably as close to what if superheroes were here in real life is they'd be assholes. You know what I mean? They'd yeah. be like, you know, semi-politician celebrities where they're just, you know, they're just doing whatever it is that they want because they have all this power, all this money, and actual superpowers, too. We've seen so many now. We talk about this on Talking Flick all the time, that we've seen so many versions of Batman and the Joker, too many Jokers, all this stuff over and over again. We need stuff that's a little bit different. And the way that they deconstruct and subvert this this genre, is this is probably the best I've 
seen it done. Zack Snyder couldn't pull it off. Yeah. You know, Chris Nolan didn't quite get there. You know, you can ground it too real or make it too And it's funny still. Yeah, it's still funny. It pokes fun at it and it's funny. But they do it because it's funny, because it's episodic. It works really, really well. So good for them. I wasn't sure I was going to like it. Season two, I'm looking forward to it every week. So credit to Amazon. Yeah, especially when they're doing the translucent funeral. It's just an empty box. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my God. They come out and sing. It's disturbing. (laughs) Homelander cries. Like, it's like, oh man. When Starlight goes to, uh, goes with the Han Solo guy to the Teen Choice Awards, like, that's a funny moment, you know? Like, that's that's really clever, you know? So I really like how they blend that stuff together. It's very, very smart. I hate giving Jeff Bezos wins, but I'll call this one a win. You'll call this one, yeah. (laughs) He has more than enough wins, but yeah, let's see. Let your your employees pee and poop, all right? (laughs) He's he's got a creepy milk fetish. You know he does, Bezos. (laughs) It's probably on film somewhere. Some Echo Dot metadata's got it. Yeah, he wrote that specific part and just handed it to Seth Rogen. Like, you can do whatever you want, but this is a necessity. So we both highly recommend The Boys. You think producer Ryan should be watching this show? Oh, I think he would love it. Yeah, he would love it. This is right up his alley. This this would be great for him to watch. I hope he's able to finish through season one and even catch this out. I'm kind of glad he hasn't watched it yet because I think he got, you got to get through season one to get a really good benefit out of season two, for sure. I told him specifically, look, if you're going to be on this episode, you got to watch the end of season one, maybe the last two. Yeah. Um, And he said he wanted to watch the whole thing. So I think he will catch up to it and he'll regret that he wasn't with us. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Stormfront, I think it's still all a front, lack of words. <laughs> you know, I like that, her. That she's, so you far, know, I like her. Um, I want yeah. some more mystery there. I, I'm, I'm I feel ready like, for her to kick some yeah, ass. I feel like she's not anti-Vought. You know what I mean? I feel like she's a double agent. Like, she's more for Vought than what she's letting on, but... I don't know that I would like that, but at least it would be interesting. Yeah. So I'd be okay with it. So I want her to be more, like, anti-everything. Sort of the rebel that she sort of plays up to be, but also that creates conflict between her and Homelander or yeah. something. So it'd be weird. I feels like they're leading to them sort of working together in an interesting way, but I sort of like them better as enemies because it makes more conflict, so. Yeah, I definitely like to, like, uh, I know we're running a little long, but I definitely like as far as, like, with Huey, um, just with the whole, the boys group, you know, with Huey, like, in those first couple episodes, and how scary it is that Homelander is, you know, that the seven are after them, because even when he walks outside and you just see the giant, you know, yeah. a giant super, yeah. you know, superhero flying all through the air, and it's just like, man, they could find you anytime, anytime. and anytime. then Homelander yep. can be there in a second and just rip you in half, you and know? And I think they spend enough time on the show, like we mentioned earlier, every time he tries to get in contact with Starlight, it, you're creating more danger there, yeah, you know, so risk, I bet yeah. you really have to lay that on, and I think they do at least a reasonably good job of that. Yeah, I think they definitely do, and I'm, I want to see where it goes, you know, as far as, like, with the boys' dynamic, and I would love if they, you know, they get their hands on Compound V. Another great thing is when uh, when they're negotiating the contract, and they mention the casualty percentage rate. Oh, it's unbelievable. 34%. Yeah. I'm like, 34%, Jesus yeah. On record or off record? On record, zero. Officially off zero. record, yeah, 34%. 34%. <laughs> like, that seems oddly high. And they <laughs> They don't even shy back from that because when they're in like wherever they are some Middle Eastern country where yeah. that happens a bunch of casualties occur like very quickly and sort of in the background yep. and that's the genius of the boys like this is what would really happen yeah. if these superheroes were around so two episodes in do you, I'm going to ask you this question I think it's relevant is this the best show on television or is this just the best show on Amazon uh, right now in this oh moment. right now yeah. I want to say right now uh, this has got to be the best show on television although ah, I, I, I was going to say I was going to I was going to say a recommend but I caught some of Cobra Kai, which is on Netflix, which I think is great. Everybody's telling uh, me to watch this show. Good. I really it's have good. to go back. Yeah, you should, yeah. You should catch short it. episodes, right? They're like 20 ish? Uh, 22, 23 minutes okay. long. So, yeah, okay. less than 30. But it's Cobra Kai is great. But uh, and a Netflix, I really like interesting it, but... story for Cobra Kai because it was bought out uh, from YouTube or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like on YouTube, but nobody was, yeah, nobody, nobody was watching it. Nobody was watching it. So now it gets so. a, a, a streaming uh, system that everybody has. Yeah, yeah so now every I think it's number one show over on Netflix. But Johnny vs. Danny, sweep the leg, man. Oh, man. It's good, too. You'll like it. Yeah, I'm sure I will. You'll like it. It's kind of a secret 80s. TV show too 
80s movie like in a show like it's a little final countdown I can't get enough you know me I'm nostalgic that's what I do no no but you apologize I think I think you know because you know you grew up in the 80s so I think you would really really like Cobra Kai what are you trying to say Tyler am I old you're old no you're young at heart you're young at heart fluorescence and windbreakers that's my life man alright I'm never only jackets and flannels hey flannels are still in style right yeah they'll never go out of style yeah but uh, as of now I'd say The Boys is probably the best thing to watch on television especially if you haven't seen the set, the, the first season it's well worth watching the first season yeah, and, getting, and yeah. getting on to the second season you're coming at it a good time so it's by far the best huge thing on Amazon huge win for Amazon yeah, I huge. think it's their signature show and yeah. now that I have all these different stupid things I've got Apple TV I've got them all so I'm guilty as anybody I've got Hulu feed it to the consumerism yeah, HBO yeah. Max and I have so many that I, I forget about HBO Max or I forget about some I forget about Disney for like a month so for Amazon they needed a signature show this is clearly it this is their Stranger Things yeah so huge win for them yeah definitely and I'm looking forward to how this season's gonna play out and I'll be when it's done I'm gonna be really sad because I'll want season 3 right away I'm gonna I'm but... gonna press you right now because it's the very beginning here and we have a little ways to go Stranger Things or The Boys ooh uh, for now I'd say The Boys wow yeah I'd rather I really watch The Boys like yeah. this show I, I choose I really, Watchmen yeah. over this I choose Stranger Things over this but right now in this moment I think it's got the belt it's the best thing on TV yeah, right it's, now it's great and I just like because we're so Marvel everything DC everything so yeah. many Batman so many good you know what I mean so many traditional I know how you feel about the DCEU I know how you feel about Snyder now Patty there's been some good ones obviously as I've brought up and defended many times but this is this is the opposite of Marvel it's not Zack Snyder's gloomy rainy BVS this is the opposite (laughs) and I think this is effective so everybody should take notes and I think it's great as far as like this is a property that wasn't very well known although it was popular I didn't know shit about it I'd heard of it like loosely but I didn't know it yeah and I think that's something you know if people are looking to make comic book movies Netflix whatever pick a property that's not well known and then you can do whatever you want with it and the fan you know what I mean nobody's yeah, gonna give a shit stop <laughs> recasting Batman and Joker do something fucking new please alright uh, we're just gonna wrap it up do you have a any final thoughts or a rating and a close on it and then we'll move on to the recommendations or? so if we're just rating the first two episodes I'm gonna give it a strong seven with okay. room to grow I really liked what I saw I was a little nervous in moments in there with the Homelander arc obviously Stormfront's introduction uh, Gus from Breaking Bad the Stan character I have questions now I will say the boys does a good job answering my questions and leaving enough unanswered to keep me anticipating and wanting more. So a solid seven for me, and I think there's a lot of room to grow here for this season. All right, I think I'd have to lean towards uh, seven and a half, maybe an eight, like as far as the episodes. Of course, I think I will rate much the head higher. exploding wasn't quite as gruesome as Robin dying in season. Oh yeah, one. Robin dying. So, so was... far, I put season one ahead of season two, but yeah. it's very early there. Yeah, it's very early. I think I think as a whole, I'll probably rate the second season uh, still pretty high, like compared to the first season. I don't remember what I yeah. rated it, but it was pretty. High. I, you gave it like an eight or an eight. Yeah, like eight and a half, like for the season, yeah. So just because of what it's done and how it is different, you know, it's not giving the same beat for beat stuff. You 97 know? critic, 91, 92 audience. I mean, everybody loves it so yeah, far. So let's see where it goes from here. It's what you need in this COVID time. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, for right now, seven, seven and a half for the episodes. Yeah, but, your nose um, is bleeding a little bit there. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Let me put this plastic down. I don't want to make a mess. Great soundtrack too. So yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. yeah so Sympathy good. for so, the devil. Billy Joel. Billy Joel never gets love. I, I'm so happy. Pressure. Another payoff from season one. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so, well done. All right, so we're going to move on to our next segment. Recommendations or anything you caught over the week or the weekend that you want to recommend? Or I've got quite a bit. Recommend. I'm still watching The Vow for sure. Um, I, I'm still watching Lovecraft Country. I'll just mention it. I still enjoy it, even though I don't love it. Um, I saw Bill and Ted. Okay, and like yeah. I said, Bill and Ted was something that I was, it was well worth the money. I just bought it outright. Was it 20 bucks or? 25 if you want to own it. Okay. 20 if you just want to rent it for a couple days or however that works. And I'm telling you, it's more heartfelt than you think it is. And I said this on realwatchability.com. I also said it on East to West with Nick and Rob. It is 
an interesting comic trilogy. It's a really good one, two, three if you watch all three together. So would you say to watch the first two before you catch this one? You know or? what? I didn't before I saw three, Bill and Ted Face the Music, yeah. and I kind of regret it now. So I went back and watched one, two, and then I'm going to watch three again maybe tonight or tomorrow. I'm telling you, it's really a beautiful arc, and there's real emotion there. Okay. They did an amazing job. That's crazy. So credit uh, to them, and I hope it does well on VOD. And again, it's a bummer that it didn't get out in the theaters. Yeah. Because after seeing it, I was like, yeah, it would have been a lot of fun. That's crazy. I remember because you were kind of a little nervous about it not nervous. being good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the trailer yeah. wasn't good. So note this. When you get all excited about a BVS trailer and all these early reviews, early reviews for Bill and Ted in that first trailer were kind of crappy. Yeah. But it turns out it was a pretty fucking good movie. So I highly recommend Bill and Ted Face the Music. And um, I definitely think you should see that over the New Mutants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I caught the New Mutants. And yeah. oh, man. It was, you got them. Uh, what yeah. did they give you? They gave you oh, something good? They gave me nothing, Gave you an man. amazing yeah. movie? No? It's, uh, you know, I appreciate... <laughs> they trust you. They I trust your soul. <laughs> you know, it's it's better than you Dark You held Phoenix. the New Mutants' hands, and then A-Train just came Yeah, they just took it away. It just took it away. It's, uh, Fox just worse came in. Dark Phoenix? Can't be worse than Yeah, Dark it's Phoenix. worse than... No, 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 no. no. Uh, oh. Dark Phoenix is worse than okay, New Mutants. Right, Dark, right. Dark Phoenix, I think, is by far, like, the worst one. Um, I appreciate that they gave me something worse new. Worse than The Last Stand? Worse than The Last Stand? Uh, I like that one more than most, but a lot of people I feel like X-Men 3 The Last Stand, you could watch it and have more fun with it. This, you don't really have fun at all with New Mutants. Is it dark? How dark is it? It, it, uh, Let me ask you this question because I remember I was very nervous about it. I know you tried to convince me to go with you. PG-13, does that hurt it or help it? Oh, that hurts it. Okay, that's what I thought. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's like... Go go for it, right? It it dips its toe in romance movies, horror movies, and then comic book book movies, but it never fully, like, kind of goes into it. Does it it feel like an uh, an editing mess, like sort of the Fantastic Four? Yeah, it feels like... It feels a little bit... Not as that bad, but, like, just for example, like, John Hamm had recorded... You know, his his stuff was all done for him being Mr. Sinister. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. And so square jawed, he would have been perfect. He would have been great, yeah. And then Antonio Banderas, Antonio Banderas is supposed to be in it too, but all that got left on the cutting room floor. So some things got changed. Uh, the post credit scene got taken out too as is well. Is there a post credit scene at there, all? There's no post credit scene wow. at all. So this is officially like the end, I think, of the Fox of the Fox X Men franchise. Thank God. Um, <laughs> which I think now I'm just like, okay, don't keep the New Mutants. I mean, they could if they wanted to. I think they could work with what they've got there, but no growth. But here. don't they, don't yeah. don't don't take in the original so, X Men. You know, so I'm pretty Fox. sure I know the answer, but you don't want to see these characters, these actors and these characters they portray in the new mutants um like sort of evolve into the marvel universe i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't mind if they if they kept them in there for them to kind of do a little bit better justice with these characters because it's kind of like okay we actually saw sunspot we saw wolf spain uh we saw danielle moonstar so we saw new characters and of course uh were they were at least the actors performance i mean the actors performances were fine like there's something like when you watch it you're just kind of like okay there's something there and this could definitely be much better as far as like a full straight it was in post-production for like a decade yeah (laughs) yeah, i don't know man if it was something there they would have it's gone now it's all it's all gone gone now now. (laughs) but it's uh like there's definitely something there moonstar is like 50 now yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so, uh there's watching i'm just like you know there's something there i really would have liked if they just would have went a little bit more to the creative route or just really dumb you know just really went into the hard r or a hard horror movie if that's what they're gonna go for but i think this is more of a teenager movie than anything else like because of the things that they go through like within the movie but i do i do like seeing new characters that's not just your core X-Men team, you know? And there's it's no... It's weird that you say that, Tyler, and I don't want to interrupt too much, uh-huh. but the, the idea that it's a teenager movie, those early trailers sold it as, like, a horror thing. Yeah. The same sort of arc that that crappy Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie was trying to pull off. So why are they hedging? Is it a horror movie or is it a teenage romance? Yeah. Obviously, it's a teenage horror romance movie. <laughs> that just seems like too much, man. Yeah. So is Josh Boone a good director? Is, is it... Uh, what else? I think he's only done, like, The Fault in Our Stars, which I never saw. Which, which wasn't bad. I actually like that. Uh, that's my, I mean, that's that's definitely a teenage movie too, as well. 
and so or for four teenagers but he's gonna do the stand so he's doing oh. your reboot remake of the stand i think for, it's on cbs so I think it's, kind of, is it cbs all i think access? it's on cbs oh, it's gonna be bad. Just, yeah, yeah exactly i, I know CBS all access. i know every time i hear that I'm like oh this looks good cbs oh, no well. thank you tnt no yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah so i mean there's something there i wish i really wanted to be good i really wanted to be better than like what producer was, ryan so. says 2020 is a bottomless pit of disappointment i didn't think you'd get so, any lower but yeah, i got lower go. yeah got so lower but, for you. yeah it's, it's worst crime is it's boring as hell uh, so but, so let me ask you this question outside of that um, how was your movie theater experience uh there was like nobody there there was so about good. yeah so, so yeah it was right, yeah right, there was yeah. nobody there so it was actually pretty chill to just kind of go in there but popcorn sucked because it was the crappy movie theater i don't and, think i would have like, got popcorn i yeah. feel like i'm still too nervous for popcorn i would have got like a hot dog or something like yeah. that yeah i wish they'd let's bring our own food in now because yeah they should yeah they should just charge you like an extra fee if you bring in your own or something yeah probably pay the extra five bucks probably yeah because your food would be better bring a whole course you know they need the money yeah so new mutants at seven million dollars i just glanced at it it's not saving the movie theaters do you think tenant is gonna make uh 20 what's what's reasonable Uh, i think tenant tenant will bring in more people i think for sure as far as box office no idea but it's really hard uh, to know i think it would take like wonder i think it would take a major superhero movie for everybody to come in and actually go see or maybe even the bond movie too you know that's that's definitely a possibility but i would have to give it to like if they put out wonder woman right now i think people would they would come out and see it but i actually think wonder woman's the one that could save it yeah i I tend to think that it's either wonder woman or bond i'm pretty holding pretty firm on that one yeah so uh the last thing i caught was uh class action park with uh the documentary over on hbo HBO max Max. yeah it's only about an hour and a half yeah it's worth your time one one and done right one and done one and done so there's no six part episode thing or anything like that um i had heard about action park but with the documentary was like i did not know it was in any way shape or form that bad like <laughs> and it really yeah it I almost really don't want to know how bad it was <laughs> yeah it's, the Johnny like, Knoxville one almost made it seem pleasant you know but this it is was definitely be, not like that I'm yeah sure it's it's, be... yeah but check check that out um let's see next week we are doing Mulan so yeah, yeah. True, true reflections true. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is I forget uh no I'm looking forward to it there's some controversy with Mulan but I can't help myself another big release that I think is gonna either change the market a bit with VOD and I think they came out with a little bit of news there after one month, you're going to just get it on Disney+. Plus. So by announcing that, I'm wondering if less people will buy it right away and just wait the four weeks out. Yeah. But I'll be buying it. I'll force you Is it four weeks it, or is so. it a couple months before it goes I thought they said on one month. Like I, thought I, heard so, I thought I heard somewhere it was going to be like a couple months or something. Oh, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe I it would, was a rumor and then they actually came back and said, no, 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 it's a couple yeah. months or something I, I like still that. think it's cheaper to watch it that way compared to like taking your family out to, you know, the movie theater. Yeah, for, well, we both yeah. had a different experience. You went to the movie theater for New Mutants. I stayed home for Bill and Ted. I enjoyed Bill and Ted. I cranked it up. I tried to treat it like a movie experience. Always stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm gonna go and see Tenant. So I'll we'll, I'll revisit that and let you know how it went. Okay. Yeah. Tenant's one I, I wouldn't mind seeing because it's Nolan. I'll give. I'll, I'll always risk it. it always Nolan, looks good. So. Always looks good. All right. Uh, let's see. Where can we find you at, Nick? You can always find me at realwatchability.com or on Twitter at realwatch. And then taking the world by storm, east to west with Nick and Rob. We had a lovely episode last week. Uh, check out our wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're talking flicking. You can always follow us over at Twitter at flick underscore talking. And if you really like us, you can. If leave a rating you're review. Going to rate us pressure. Uh, whatever podcast app you listen to, but of course Apple is the big one. Like apples. Uh, we're getting more reviews too, surprisingly. Thank yeah, you, America. Thank you. Yeah, Finally. for real. Thank you. Jesus, thank you for give you all this free yeah. content. The least you could do is give us two and a half stars. Yeah, and we're competing against, you know, <laughs> stars, Hollywood people who have their own podcast too now, you know. <laughs> There's, we're better than them. Yeah, we're better than them, obviously. We're more real. For you know? sure. We're definitely more real. <laughs> <laughs> we thank for, you for the reviews, and we as always producer Ryan Dragon Questicles, Dragon 
Um, check out his podcast. Yes. Uh, we'll also have Patreon where you can donate any amount of money, get access to other content we'll take too any, as well. We'll take some uh, Compound V. Yeah, Compound yeah. V for sure. Yeah, small for amounts. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder where your superpower is going to be. Probably regrowing like limbs. Guy. Yeah, fish guy. <laughs> 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 You're welcome. No, I can grow my nails really long. That's it. Yeah. It's just <laughs> I, want, I want Starlight's power. I feel like that would be cool. The light one? I just want to go into tunnels and light it up. It seems awful to have superpowers. <laughs> like you just kill all yeah. your sex partners and yeah. like, yeah. Well, just, I don't know. <laughs> when Huey had sex with Starlight, it was kind of romantic. Yeah, I guess Her so. lights kind of, What about know? the guy who got his it's dick broken It's good communication, off? you know? Yeah. The, well, the guy from season one who got his that dick broken. Yeah, yeah, that was like, oh, bad, right? yeah, I mean, like, oh, man, I feel for dice. that guy. I feel for that guy. I'm just like, damn, dude, like, that sucks. But uh, we'll have a link in the description for everybody's stuff. Uh, that was Talking Flake, and we'll talk at you next time. Fucking diabolical. I'm back, and you can't keep me down.